Hello and welcome to Ministry Movement Moments. In all you're getting, get understanding with ministry coach and empowerment speaker, Dr. Tracy Lewis. Dr. Lewis is an author, minister, coach, and human development entrepreneur. She is also the chief apostle and founder of Growing Discoveries Outreach Ministries Incorporated USA. Dr. Lewis has traveled to many countries bringing the gospel and establishing over 20 churches in other nations. Her scope of work over the past 35 years through missions, messages, and podcasts has circled the globe. Dr. Tracy's authenticity and simple approach to the message of the gospel makes her voice relevant to all generations. She believes that finding one's purpose and destiny is necessary and desires to help equip you to grow in knowledge and the gifts that God has given you as an individual, regardless of age, ethnicity, descent, or class to fulfill your destiny. Get ready to be challenged to make life-altering truths that will cause you to become the best you you can be. Hello, friends. I'm Dr. Lewis. I'm so glad that you joined us today for this very important message on leadership. We're looking at the principles of leadership in the light of the book of Nehemiah. And as we closed last time, we began to discuss how our enemies are often at the door when we are about doing God's business. Don't be surprised when you begin to follow the will of God for your life that enemies come out of the woodwork. Three enemies are mentioned in the book of Nehemiah that come from different areas surrounding the walls of Jerusalem. There was Sambleth, the Horonite, Tobiah, the Ammonite official, and Geshem, the Arab. And when they heard what Nehemiah was doing to rebuild the walls, first we're told when they first heard about it in chapter two, that they were very much disturbed that someone would promote the welfare of Israel. Then we see in the later part of that chapter that they ridiculed them and even accused them of rebelling against the king. And Nehemiah stood up to them and declared what the Lord had said and that they also would not have a share in it. Many times enemies will speculate. They're like dogs and they become alert. They, they come to distract us from what our focus is supposed to be. They begin to examine the task thoroughly and they carefully cast vision so that your trust can be taken away from the people. So you have to have full assurance of your vision and your mission so that when the enemies come to test the waters, you will be able to discern what is going on and be able to accurately keep the people in check. They feel threatened. They have impure motives and they're unknowledgeable and envious and jealous. They fear loss of territory. So a lot of times when we are meeting a need, a problem or a plight, enemies will meet destiny. So it's oftentimes that we need to recognize what God has called us to do and we must move in his timing and we must understand that as leaders, we cannot move hastily or be pushed around by those who feel threatened of our entrance into their territory. I want to go over to Nehemiah chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. And it said, When Samblet heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews, and in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, 
What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble, burned as they are? Tobiah the Ammonite, who was at his side, said, What are they building? If even a fox climbed up on it, he would break down their wall with stones. Now, these are the kind of hackles and jekylls you're going to get and ridicule and criticism and sarcasm that you'll often get from your accusers or from your enemies. What do we do when our enemies come against us like this? For one thing, we must remain silent about the mission. It's not for us to explain to them what we are doing. Just let them watch and see the vision unfold. And the next thing we have to do is pray. That's what we see Nehemiah doing, and that's what good leaders do when our enemies attack us. We must fight these types of battles are not flesh and blood. We must fight these battles spiritually. The Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in this present world. So we must fight spiritually. How do we fight spiritually over our enemies who've come to assault us, come to degrade us, come to discredit us, come to create fear or uh, question in the people who serve? We do what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah 4.4, Nehemiah said, Hear us, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads and give them over as plunder in the land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. So we want you to understand that the plots of evil, in fact, it goes on to say that they plotted evil against them and they came against them to stir up problems. And and Nehemiah said, but we prayed to our God and we posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. Is there a threat that you need to meet or is it something you need to ignore? We have to understand that if we are walking in the proper character of a leader, we will continue to do the work unscathed by the jaunts and the taunts of our enemies. Recognize that your enemies have nothing on you if you're living right before God, if you're fulfilling the vision and the purpose that he gave you. Press on, my friend. Don't allow the enemies that come with jealousy and envy and bitterness and fear that you're taking over their territory or maybe they've done something for so long and they know that they're wrong will be exposed by your doing right hallelujah but pray pray fervently before the lord take those enemies before the lord because the lord promised that he would prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies the lord promised to us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper and every tongue that rises against us he will condemn The Lord told us that we are to touch not God's anointed or his prophets and do his prophets no harm. So when they touch the things of God, they're not touching you, my friend. They're touching the things of God. And God will deal with those who do evil. The Bible says that he will punish severely those who do evil. So when people plot against you, when people are doing evil, Don't even allow yourself to be overcome by your accusers. Recognize, or what we say here in America, is consider the source. 
Consider the source of the person who's bringing insult. Consider the source and the behaviors and the character of the person who is trying to dismantle what God is doing. They cannot. They will not win. If you remain silent in the, God's been speaking that to me over and over, that Jesus remains silent in the presence of his accusers. If someone is falsely accusing you as a leader, don't talk back to those demons. You do not have to give an answer to people who are coming against you. Just keep doing and doing and remember your God. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your daughters, and your sons, your wives, and your homes. When our enemy heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated them, we all returned to the wall, each one to his own work. From that day on, half of the men did the work and the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. So we see here that they began to build a strategy against the enemy and they didn't allow the enemy to take any foothold in what they were doing. They became aware of their enemy. They found a strategy to fight their enemy. They cooperated one with another and they posted behind and before the people who were building the wall and those carrying the materials for their work in one hand and they held a weapon in the other. And each of the builders wore his own sword at his own side as he worked. And the man sounded the trumpet stayed with Nehemiah. And so we see that the work being extensive and spread out and they were widely separated all over the wall. But whenever they heard the sound of the trumpet, they were told to join together and God would fight for them. So they continued the work because of a great leader. Great leaders strategize. Great leaders pay no attention to their enemies as far as answering them, but they provide a strategy for the people to protect them. Great leaders protect those who are vulnerable. Great leaders protect those who are laboring among them. Great leaders encourage and admonish them, and they have strategies for difficulty. They pulled closer together and they worked together. They continued the work. They even stayed alert with guards and with weapons. And the word of God tells us, neither I nor my brothers nor my men nor the guards with me took off our clothes. Each had his weapon, even when he went for water. So they stayed prepared at all times. Good leaders prepare the people for war. Good leaders teach strategy for overcoming powerful enemies. Good leaders silence the gossip and the fear that is put in the hearts of the people by giving them faith and truth and staying watchful and alert and defending the people who are serving them. That is the way that we can execute the strong ways that God would have us to move as leaders. We must be aware of our enemy. We must have strategy over him. We must continue to keep the team working together as one and encouraging them, giving them strategy, knowing how to manage and how to handle things well and staying in a place where they can continue the work despite the work of the enemy. My friend, I don't know who has come against you today. I don't know what enemy has come up to assail you or assault you or falsely accuse you, but know this, your God is with you and he will fight for you. And as you lead the people into promise and as you lead the people and proclaim vision and as you build strategies and you cause your people to move together as one, nothing shall be impossible for you. 
even if the work is extensive, even if you're all spread out. Nehemiah found a way for them to all work together and to position themselves for the greater. They stood up against the enemy. They just made their presence known. They all worked together. And as we look throughout chapter three, we see that they made a record of the efforts that they made. Good leaders make clear documentation of events. They record history. They remember the things that the Lord has done for them so that those coming after them will know the Father's hand upon their life and they'll be able to do things even far greater, even greater works will they do because you have documented the blessings, you have documented the trials and the difficulties, you have shared with the people the truth and you have made known to them the things that must be done in order to stay as one. And it's so amazing how we see all throughout chapter three, the builders of the wall, whatever task we have, they worked equally. They all did their part. Good leaders make sure that no one is slacking. No one is left behind. No one is allowed or permitted to be on the team that doesn't take up their part. It is very important that all people do what they are able to do. And then the word of God tells us when we, our plenty will supply what someone else needs and their plenty will supply what we need and there will be equality. Equality comes because everyone makes an effort to do the work as one. Everyone makes an effort to do the work together. Everyone watches out for the other. Everyone gives all that he has to be able to be committed to the vision and to the purpose. This is a place where we must rise up as leaders and gather together those who are serious about the works of God, those who are serious about the plans of God, those who know how to fight their enemy. And we need to draw together. We need to communicate clearly with our people. We need to direct them as to how to handle the pressures and the strategies that are to come to fight against the enemy. And when we all work together, I say this all the time, we can do more together than we could ever do alone. Many leaders want to do everything by themselves and get all the glory. But a great leader is surrounding himself with those who have strengths where he is weak and that he surrounds himself or herself with people that equally serve together and everyone does their part and the Lord will be magnified and the project will be completed and the people will be amazed at how their unity and their zeal together and their cleanliness and their great surrender unto God and their diligence will bring about the will of God. I don't know what the will of God is for you today, but I want to encourage you that great leaders are mindful and knowledgeable about their enemies, create strategies for their people to walk in and protect those who are vulnerable and show their people support who are helping them. The people were helping them rebuild the walls. They had left their homes. They brought their families with them. And when their lives were in danger, Nehemiah saw fit and saw to it that everyone did their part to protect one another and everyone worked together and even set up another system of an alarm for an extra backup of protection. 
So my friend, no matter who comes against you, the will of the Lord shall come to pass. If you will just be faithful and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. If you will trust God and you will put your hand to the plow and you will do all that he's told you to do, walking in integrity, walking in holiness, supporting one another in the work, there is nothing that shall be impossible to those who believe. I'm Dr. Tracy, and you're listening to Ministry Movement Moments. I pray this leadership tip was helpful to you today to recognize that in everything we do when we are in the will of God, there will be enemies that will pursue us, but they will never overtake us in the name of Jesus. God bless you, Hannah. Have a great and glorious day and fight the good fight of faith and fulfill the vision that God has given you. Remember that as a leader, others are always watching you. We here at ministrymovementmoments.org and growingdiscoveriesoutreach.com want to thank you for engaging in this broadcast. Dr. Lewis is always honored and grateful that you would take time out of your life to grow and receive each thought-provoking message she brings. Please reach out to us by visiting our websites, ministrymovementmoments.org or www.growingdiscoveriesoutreach.com. While you're there, take time to look at all the additional tools available to become whole and healthy and fulfill your own personal destiny. We also invite you to sign up there on our mailing list to receive further announcements of events and be notified when Dr. Lewis will be coming to your area. Once again, thank you for spending your time with us today. And as we always say, in all you're getting, get understanding. If this session was helpful to you, please like, share, and invite others opportunity to receive the same strength and support in their journey as you have today. If you would like to support mission partners and projects around the world, please visit our site and make your donation today. We can do more together than we can ever do alone. May God be glorified in all we do. Amen.